Welcome to Femaling, the weekly podcast where we dive into the relatable everyday stuff us modern women all experience. I'm your host, Nicole Goodman, and I'm a certified women's life coach. I believe that now is the most exciting time to be a woman, and yet we are more stressed out than ever before. So here at Femaling, we unpack all of the complexities that life today offers us and gain insight and hopefully some calm into what can feel like a very conflicting time. In every episode, I'm joined by an incredible guest and together we look at how to find peace and humour and authenticity in all that we manage. They bring their absolute wisdom and honesty in relevant topics and I try to do the very same. So for more information and updates on femaling, please come and find me over at Instagram, Nicole Goodman underscore life coach. And if you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button and kindly leave a comment. On today's episode of Femaling, I am joined by celebrity stylist Gail Rinkoff. And we discuss the complexities of comparison and competition. That was such a mouthful, but I got through it. So we discussed the complexity of comparison and competition, I have to say it again, and how this is still so prevalent amongst all women, including her celebrity clientele. Now, of course, I couldn't let Gail come in without her giving us a few handy styling tips, so don't worry, they are in there as well. But mainly, Gail offers us her honest, heartfelt insight into the world of women, from celebrity to her kids, and how comparison and competition still plays such a massive role for us all. I hope you enjoy. Okay, so today at Femaling, we are joined by the absolutely fabulous Gail Rinkoff. Welcome, Gail. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Um, Gail, you are, let me give you a little intro, you're a fashion and celebrity stylist, have been for 25 years, and actually we became friends on set, didn't we? We met on set. We did. When I was in my world of TV. Um, and now you you have had an impressive career, and you're style director of The Voice, which is currently airing at the moment. Yeah. You have an impressive roster of celebrity clients, I must say. I love watching all of your social media and seeing who you're dressing that week. And if that's not enough, you are a mother of three girls. Yes. Two twins. Well, obviously, not yeah. two twins. Twins. <laughs> think. Teenage twins. Teenage twins. And how old is your youngest daughter? Seven. Seven. I think so she's 14. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, probably the 14-year-olds don't help no. that, do they? So that's an impressive resume. And the reason that I asked you to come on to femaling is firstly because you're a lovely friend of mine and I admire you heavily as a modern woman. Um, and I wanted us to talk about the topic of compare and compete, which is something that you and I came up with together didn't we we came up with this topic together yes we did we were brainstorming and I was talking about the fact that I can't bear my children are growing up in a world where success is measured by how many likes you get yeah and that's a, that's a just a horrible reality of how we all live yes yeah today. it still doesn't just apply 
to teenagers. It applies to all of us. Does it? Does it apply to you? Because obviously you've got like really lovely following <coughs> on Instagram. So are you aware of? I'm less bothered. Uh, def- as I've got older, um, and I'm really like my career has been pretty steady, and um, I don't. I compare myself less as I've got older to other people, um, but. So, but is... when it comes to the likes, I'm just curious because yes. because you're so grounded and level headed, which is which is a question that I'm going to ask you in a second. Like, how do you maintain that? But and I, w- I would like to know from a grounded, level headed woman, does how many likes you get on a picture does that come into your awareness? Uh, there's an element you're like, oh, how did why did that picture get? so many more likes yeah. than that picture and, and I've come to realise that most often or, or not there is no rhyme or reason I can't I haven't fathomed fathom that one no, out no, yet no I haven't either um, I I've lost my train of thought but I asked you about if it's if it's something that bothers you oh it doesn't it? bother me right. no and but do I don't have that... any notifications on so I don't see Ooh. the yes Ooh, so I don't I so so I don't get the constant being someone liked your picture, someone liked your picture, someone left a comment, someone left. I have to go in to my Instagram to see how many likes and how many comments I've had. So, and I just do that sort of random. I could be really busy. Okay, we have to pause here. This is amazing. (laughs) This is amazing. And actually, I've just spent the last two hours with Gail and I didn't know this either. So this is really amazing. Because what this is pointing to is actually you have an incredible boundary when it comes to bringing certain things into your space. Yeah, well, I've, had, I've set boundaries. And okay. when we talk about the kids, there are also they have boundaries on their phone. Yeah. I set a boundary. I have this amazing app which sets a boundary for their screen time. And I just think that I've, I've set boundaries in all areas of my life because I don't want one thing to be more important than any other. There has to be a time for work and a time for my kids. And one of them... There's obviously a crossover, you know, and I am getting emails in sort of late in the day and I might be at home, you know, with dinner with the kids and whatever and I've got to get back to somebody. But the the notification thing was such a big thing for me. I'm actually going to do that immediately when we get off this podcast. I'm doing it because it's constant, isn't it? I'm constantly looking at my phone and I don't really... Well, I don't know if it's constant. This is the amazing thing. You're telling me it's constant, but I don't know that it's constant because I don't have it. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like, oh, and there's no like, uh, so I'm not glancing over at my phone to see how many people have... So do you turn your notifications off just for your social media or for your WhatsApps or for everything? Uh, pretty much everything. So I get like the odd WhatsApp, but I tell you the best thing I discovered on WhatsApp was that you can mute yeah. a conversation, a WhatsApp group. Yeah. So there is um, probably some mums that will be listening to this from <laughs> my daughter's school. There is a WhatsApp group, and I didn't have this with Marnie and Sienna. didn't exist. They're, uh, they're, they're her twins. So, the, so they're 14. When they were at primary school, there was no such thing as a WhatsApp year two group. Yeah. Well, if there was, I wasn't included. So <laughs> There wasn't. There wasn't. <laughs> but for, my, for Lenny, who's the seven-year-old... Ever since she's been in pre-reception, there's been a WhatsApp group for all the mums. And 
the day that I discovered you could turn off the ping, 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 ping was the best day, day of, of my life. life. <laughs> Literally, I was like, to did it be like, having, with um, having the girls? Are, are you sending your daughter in with a coat today? Uh, why do you need to ask 25 women that question? You look outside. Because that, is that, it raining? But like, that's coming under the sort of compete and compare thing, yes, isn't it? Yes, absolutely, yes. Oh, the girls are going on a trip today. Are you sending them in with a banana? What? Can I just Why say Why do you that need to ask that When question? it comes to the WhatsApp groups, because I feel like I need to defend them just a little bit, because I actually find them very, very helpful, because I am the mum who always forgets things, right? Okay, so, and I my, am a bit like that to some extent. So my, I have two fabulous friends at Lenny's school, and they'll just send me a little, like, oh, oh, little oh, reminder. Oh, my, well, my friend Lisa, I mean, she okay. is like, everybody needs a Lisa in your life, because... And there was a period of time where our kids weren't in the same year or at the same school, and it was for about two years. And I didn't know my ass from my elbow. But anyway, we are now back together. Yes. Thank goodness. Great. And she, she you. actually, she does save my bum a little bit. But actually, because of these WhatsApp groups, I am. It works in my favour because I'm quite forgetful. Okay. So I use it to my advantage. I hear you. I so hear you. my little. I mean, this is so boring. But very briefly, my little girl my kids are at a bit different schools and the little one there's many more whatsapp groups than the big one and actually where it used to really annoy me actually I feel quite saved by them okay because there'll always be a piece of information on there that I had no idea about yeah and to some extent listen there is the odd occasion I'm like shit that's tomorrow okay yeah I better send her in with a pound so that's helpful so that is helpful but it's 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 the co- it's the Monday, it's yes. But then you know what I do it's on the these menu. WhatsApp groups because okay. just come bringing it back to topic of compete and compare. Yes. there's always one mum that got it all handled. Yeah, and yeah, got yeah. it all under control. Yes. and she always knows everything that's going on. Yeah, and I and then I compare myself to this mother. Like, how does she know everything? And I just don't seem to retain this information. So I look at them in admiration, but also in a bit of, oh, God, I wish I was a bit more like that. Yeah, but you don't know what else is going on with her. No, like, everyone's got their strengths and their weaknesses, and that is her, that could be her strength. She's super organised, and her kids look I'd immaculate. Love that and I, that, would love that, <laughs> I would love that strength. Would you? I quite like the fact that You're things a are a little ditzy. bit... I'm not, I would never say I was ditzy, no, but I just... Something. To me... I take that back. That, um, <laughs> I think I... I think that there's like a pecking order of importance. And I'm not saying that my third child is any more or less important than my other two, but there Sometimes is just Sometimes you forget things. when she's got to take a pound yes, into school. Yes, yeah. But her costumes are fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've seen the costumes that you make. And I will, I will agree with that. So, so I want to know... And actually, you pointed to it already in terms of even one little tool that you use, which is turning off the notifications. How, because, and this is what I love about you and why I really was so excited when you agreed to come on Femaling, plus the fact that you're my mate and you probably felt bad for me, but <laughs> your... It's first podcast I've ever done, I was quite excited. Oh, I'm so yeah. honoured. I'm really honoured. So you're the ultimate modern woman. And that's what I love about getting these women on. Like, you really just epitomise all the things that us modern women manage and experience on a day-to-day basis these days. So you are representative, I think, of what's happening with women today, and I've always admired you for that. Um, and well, I want... we grew up in a you-can-have-it-all generation, so we were told that we can have a fabulous husband, we can have kids, we can have a fabulous career. Yes. Full stop. 
Well, it isn't full stop, is it? No, but we were led to believe. Because the reality of that is, you know... Chaos. 500 WhatsApp Yes. And total and utter chaos. Yes. And yes, we both have all of those things, tick, 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 on paper. And yet, at the same time, and this is the beauty of this podcast, that I, the reason I wanted to set it up was because... I want us to get into the real, real nitty gritty of what all of us modern women actually do manage and go through and experience. And ultimately, it's never that plain sailing, is it? So I want to ask you this before okay. we get on to anything else, because you and I could go off on a tangent. How do you, apart from the notifications, stay so level headed and grounded? Oh, that's, that's a big question. That's um, a very deep breath. That's super deep. So... I am going to credit my fabulous husband, uh, who is Mr. Zen. You could find him on top of a mountain meditating if, you know, he had his way. He is so level-headed that he... And I think I was level-headed before I met but him, I, to be I would, fair. I would like to interrupt that. I will let you answer the question. <laughs> but I've known you before yes. you were with... You were with your current husband. Yes. Um, and I'd known you for many years before that. And you've always been grounded and level-headed. So, and I don't want you to sort of give it all, you know, and it's all thanks to him. Mm. Because you've always, that is part of who you are. Yes. I'm super, super chilled. And I yeah. can't explain how or why. I am so laid back, honestly. Like, if I don't hear, my girlfriends know, and it's, been a standing joke for a long time that I could go weeks without speaking to them like some people need to speak to their friends yeah. every single yeah. day every single minute and yeah. they're texting them and what's that I'm too busy for that but my core core group of girlfriends and I probably could count them on one hand they know that I am busy and they know that when I see them that it will be a fabulous and it will be quality time but they also know that not to bother me you know, but I, I am just so it's super, super laid back. It's partly just your natural disposition. Yes. Which, I mean, you're so lucky because <laughs> it's so not mine. I don't, I don't, I very rarely get stressed. But also what I want to touch on is that you've already given us a little snippet of, no, I've turned those notifications off. So I believe that actually you've put things in place, possibly as you've gotten older and your life's got, tell me if I'm wrong here, and, you, and your life has gotten busier, you've had to put practices in place in order for you to maintain your sense of peace and calm. Would that be fair? Um, I think so, but I was never ever going to go from being peaceful and calm to being some crazy neurotic woman. That's no. just not in my makeup. So I think I've taken that calmness through my entire life and I've just I just don't sweat the small stuff I don't you know I really pick my battles I mean Carsten and I just don't argue ever literally we just don't see we... now I'm sat there comparing very very brief quickly like, yes. you're like oh my god Adam and I argue all the time but you're fiery but as a character so fiery. he is and he's quite chilled but Yes, I fire as a character, so if it's on my lung, it's on my tongue. I mean, that's just how I roll, and he's gotten used to it. And, and yeah, we've had some interesting th discussions over the years. And I think that can be really healthy, but that doesn't work for me. No. That, and it wouldn't work for the Zen master who's up the top of a mountain, would it? Absolutely, no, in the downward dog. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, so it must be really interesting for someone like yourself to take a sort of a backward look at 
all of this compare and compete that's going on in all aspects of your life, whether it's your social media, whether it's your work. I mean, oh my God, you must see it in your work all the time and with your parenting. Yeah, I mean, it's well, let's talk about work first. I mean, there's the comparing thing. That goes across the whole board, whether you're turning up at an event and you're comparing what you're wearing to someone else. Okay, interestingly, I love... Obviously, I love clothes. It's been in my blood, and I've done it for 25 (laughs) years. I went to an event on Saturday night. It was black tie. I walked into a room. There were probably about 200 people there. Let's just say 100 of them were women. I would put money on it. This is without lining them all up, obviously. That 97%, 97 out of 100 women were wearing a black dress or a black jumpsuit. I walk in in a rainbow sequin dress. Good for you. Was it and the Ritzo I was like, one? It was, yeah, it was, I love that it was, dress. It was literally my favourite dress in the wardrobe. <laughs> and if you've watched the video, I'm like walking through my tour of my wardrobe, you'll know the dress I'm talking about. I love that dress. I feel fabulous in that dress. I couldn't believe that there were a hundred, say, women in their 40s, all in black. What, what was surprising about it? It, I just, I felt like, where's the confident woman in this room? Oh, were you with her? You, that, but you were representing her, that's what I'm saying I to know, you. I know, but one well, out of a hundred. I would have represented yes. it. <laughs> being something fabulous. I would have represented it. Um, there was another girl in a blue dress, but apart from that, it was a sea So what you're saying black. is the women there, the they host, just wanted to blend in. Yes. Literally. And I was just like, that's such a shame. Not only are there incredible clothes out there that come in every other colour apart from black and you don't have to spend a fortune anymore but I just thought why so why do you think that is for coming from your sort of stylist head I think what's going on I think women get to their 40s they've had their kids they've just lost their way they don't have the confidence they don't you know they're not they might not work so they're not out in the world, they're, they kind of just live in a little bubble and they're comfy and they might not be enamoured with the way their body looks anymore and they just think, I'll just put a black dress on and just hide it all. Um, so when you saw this sea of black, like, what were you aware of? I was aware of how different I looked from everybody. And I know it's my job and there are a lot of people came up to me and went, oh my God, you look phenomenal which is always lovely to hear. But um, <laughs> and it is my job to look yeah. a certain way. But I just thought, I wanted to help them all. Yeah. I wanted to kind of... Yeah. wanted to shake everything yes, up a bit. Yes, Whether that's take them all shopping or just set up a rail and just go, try this dress on. You're going to look amazing. But I just... So, I just, so what, how do you... Then if you were talking to all these women, let's say, how can you, what would your message be to them that you can walk in this rainbow dress looking and feeling fabulous? Like, how can they do that? How can they bring that part of themselves? Oh, well, some, I think it's it's such a confidence thing. I think they've just, they've lost their way. And by the way, I don't think this is just for 40 year old women, what you're pointing to. I think this is a, this is something that happens to all women any age probably your teenage girls maybe they're coming into it I hope not but teenage girls struggle with it 20 year olds struggle with it 
God, I know I struggled with it when I was in my 30s and I was having my babies and my body was all over the place. And, yeah. And now as a 40-year-old woman, I actually feel the most confident I've ever felt. And that's how it should be. And that was a sense of what I thought in the room. You know, I felt like all these women who have got, a lot of them have got grown-up kids, you know, now should be your time. Yeah. Look, to be the best, yeah. I mean, without being a cliche, be the best version Start again. Be the best possible version of yourself right now. Yeah. And at none of times, that at all though. times. At, yes. At any age. Yes. And none of them, I felt, were. So what, you think they were blending? Everyone was just blending? Yeah, it. blending, just kind of hiding. Hiding. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And sad. I could be wrong, but that's just but how I felt. the thing is, you work with women, right? I work with women. I've worked with women all my life. So I, I think you're talking about something quite real actually so and when it comes to you know the celebrities that you dress for example is it any different no well interestingly I don't ever put anyone in black but I mean in terms <laughs> of how they will feel about themselves like people are still gonna be but go on it's my job to make them feel great yeah so that's and when I see someone on a red carpet in an orange dress that I've put them in and they get on the best dressed list that's a phenomenal feeling for yes. me Yes. Um, I don't really own anything black myself. I have a thermal, long sleeve thermal vest, but no one ever sees it. She's wearing it now, actually. Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know. Yes, yeah, wearing it's it now. It's really cold today. With a leopard print boiler suit, I may actually. <laughs> um, my job is just to make women feel good about themselves and interestingly so is mine yes. but we do it very very differently and obviously all over the years I've done it through hair and makeup um, and now I do it through coaching but ultimately I just want a woman to be able to really step into herself and realise her absolute truest most real beauty is sat right there Yeah. in, in whatever capacity that is in however she looks there is beauty there and I, I totally believe that from the bottom and of my I heart. totally agree and the most rewarding thing for me is is not listen I love all the people that I've worked with for years and years and years I love that part of my job I love doing shoots with fabulous models for magazines but ultimately the best part of my job is when I take somebody a client personal shopping and it could be a mum with two kids that has lost their way and by the end of the the day they literally turn around and go oh my god feel amazing and mm. you know I would never have picked that dress up I love it thank you so much you know that for me is much more rewarding than a model on the front of on the, the front yeah it's transformative really what you're doing is creating a way for someone to feel differently about themselves through how they look yeah so it transforms someone's not only the way they look but their entire way of being yeah well their body language changes their everything you can see from yeah, the, the, the morning that I meet them and they come in like you know a black top and some black trousers and then you know they they leave a different person because I'm giving them the confidence to be that person Lovely. and that's yeah that's fat so back to this compete and compare thing mm. like you you were saying that you see it at work um, in terms of maybe you comparing yourself against other stylists or what other people are doing. Um, and I know that when I was in the TV industry, and I was telling you this before, and you were quite surprised that I'd said this, that I always... And can I just say, I was really surprised because you've always come across as 
so confident. And I am. Ultimately, I am a very confident person, but there's certain situations that I can put myself in or I found myself in in life that don't ultimately bring out the best in me. Mm. And the TV thing or that whole side of things was one of those things. And the day that I actually made a conscious choice to leave TV and not compete with all the other hair and makeup artists that could either do it better or cheaper or whatever it was... Um, I just always felt not good enough. I always felt like I wasn't skilled enough. I always felt like I was either too expensive or too cheap. And I just, it was just a place that didn't, it just didn't bring out anything good in me. I like really, really, I always thought I loved it until I left and realised I didn't miss it. It was the oddest thing. So the day I left, I was, there was like such relief that I didn't have to put myself back into that industry again. Yeah, and I, I hear you. I just I I I love it. I've always loved it. Um, I think so. The for me, the compare and the compete thing has stopped, and I you know maybe that's because I'm 25 years in. Yeah, um, you're you're very established. Yes, and I like to think that I have integrity, and that that stands me in good stead and goes a long way. So I'd like to think yeah, and I'd like to think so. so. And I think, you know, I do like something like the voice, and I love doing voice, it takes up a lot of my time. It's a mammoth job. You know, I start with 40 adults and 36 kids. That's a huge task. It's a lot of dresses. And I think it's a lot of frogs. Yeah. And I yeah. think could somebody that's only been doing this job for a few years do that? Actually, I don't think they could. I think they would fall apart you know at the first hurdle yeah. um and I'd like to think that that's what the producers and the execs and you know I think that's what hopefully they see and I do it all very calmly oh, yeah. I don't lose my shit yeah. at any point um but also at the end of the day with it's frocks you know I'm not saving lives you know and no one's ever gone onto a stage naked there's all that you know it, and I, I, I do think that. I think it's just... So it's in very much in perspective. Yes. For you. Yes, very much. So what about um, the social media thing? I mean, how does that... Because we have touched on it. But like... So occasionally I can find myself looking on someone's page thinking, oh my God, like, why are they doing that? And I'm not doing that. Or this person, for some reason, makes me feel bad about myself and I don't really know why. And I mean, I do... You know, and I'm a grounded, level-headed confident woman and yeah. I can still get hooked by certain things on social media does that happen for you? um gosh well I think well Instagram I think uh you can go down a rabbit hole can't you with that and then all of a sudden you find yourself looking at other people and going well why, why, why is she doing that and I'm not doing that but I think so you compare, have to comparing yeah. and competing yes yeah but I think so the biggest thing for me for, for especially on Instagram so it was a double-edged sword for me for a while I really fought it and then what, I was uh, being just, on just being being so active on it and then I realized it's such an integral part of what I do and now you know brands it's their first port of call yeah you know if they want to book you for a shoot or if they want to send you a product you know that that is what they are looking at your Instagram they're looking at your profile at your pictures at your stories you know, they're not asking for a portfolio anymore. No, now, I spent 25 years building up a portfolio of work. No one asks for that anymore. They just go to your Instagram. Thank God, because I remember having to go around showing my I know. portfolio. It was 
Idiot. So I have a website and it is all on there and I can direct people there and I have an agent who also, you know, I can direct them there. But um, ultimately, you you are your own brand. And I think, and that's what people are buying into. Um, so so I got on board. I was like, you know what, if I don't, I'm going to get left behind. Right. So I went full, full. And it's words in your favour, right? Yeah. And has, you said that you, there's certain work that you have now that you're convinced has come off the back of how you run your Instagram account. 100%. So it's really powerful. Very, yeah. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. But, you know, and Mike, but in, going back to the kids thing, you know, if I'm having a go at them for being on their phones, they're like, yeah, but you're, you know, you're taking pictures and you're always on your phone. It's very much, I, I see it as part of my business. And I couldn't run my business without my Instagram. Yep. Um, I do too, by the way. Um, and I totally hear what you're saying. And I do wonder for my girls, and you'll, you'll, you'll know more about this, like how that's going to be for them. Because I, I wasn't 10 years old or 12 years old or 14 years old worrying about how many people would like my picture. I'm doing that at 40 years old and I'm not worrying about it. I'm aware, I am aware of it. Mm. I'm aware of what gets what likes and what doesn't. Uh, but that's more on a like a curious level of how come this quote got this many and this one didn't? And it's just trying to work out the algorithms of Instagram, which you're never going to work out, by the way. Um, but you can, like you said, go down a rabbit hole, especially with social media, because it's so accessible and it's in your hand at all times. And you can just click on it at all times. And then you go on your friends. I'm talking about from a 14 year old, you go on a friend's account and they've, their picture suddenly got 200 likes and yours got 43 or whatever. It. It's quite dangerous. Yes. Oh, for, for their age, it's, I think it's the worst thing. I actually think there is no good that can come of it at the age of 14. Yeah. So for my girls, you know, and I'd like to think that they're um, fairly confident. And, you know, we, we talk about everything and the lines of communication are always open, which is a massive thing. But they will still look at their friends and go oh, they're at so-and-so's house. Yeah. How come I didn't know about that? Or, oh, wow. so-and-so's having a party. Why wasn't I invited? We didn't know. No. We didn't know if someone was having a party and we weren't being invited. No, and then you have to sit at home on Saturday night totally obsessing on Snapchat about who's uploaded what and then yeah. seeing that they're all having this wonderful time. Yeah. It's horrific. And also, oh, she's got the new... I just heard the... Literally, one, Sienna said to me the other day, so-and-so's got a new Alexander McQueen trainers. I'm like, they're £300. <laughs> what she's outraged she's, by the way people like she's 14 <laughs> yes yeah it's not that's necessary. just the wrong it's right it's, yeah, not, it's necessary. not necessary and i just think it's the wrong message so all of a sudden they're like would you get me a pair uh no yeah is the answer non-negotiable no yeah you know and they also know that no means no when i say it because so this is the thing because i'm so chilled, chilled. super calm when i do lose my shit they know. Yeah. Don't yeah. mess with She did mom. like a timeout, like <laughs> body language thing there. <laughs> Can't even describe what that was. But they don't mess with mum. It was basically don't mess with mum, yeah. Because I don't lose it very often. Yeah. So when I do. Yeah, they know. They know. So, so they've got boundaries as well. Yes. Your boundaries are really in place. Yes. With yourself, with your kids. Yes. And with your work. Yes. And I've got, so Marnie actually, so the other twin, uh, quite stubborn. Um, but she she got that stubbornness from me, so 
she thinks she's stubborn. Yeah. She learned from the master of stubbornness. Yeah. So, you know, there's... How's that uh, coming up against yourself? Um, there's a lot of... We sort of... She will leave the room a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a boundary, uh, you yes, may call that. Yes, <laughs> there's a door between us. <laughs> Our doors don't slam, which is fabulous. Um... <laughs> How is that? Yeah, there's a lot of... Oh, we, there were five of us. All of a sudden, there's four. She will... She, But I think she realises that she has to leave the room in order for both of us to, to just calm down. calm down and then regroup. Um, Sienna is not stubborn at all. She'll just... She just. And do you compare your daughters against one another? I mean, not... I don't mean in a, like a... Just subconsciously, I guess. Is that something uh, you do? Because I, I think, think I do it with my kids sometimes, I and they're think, not even the same age. I think anyone compares yeah. their kids. I yeah. think, with, as you say, on a subconscious level, um, and having twins... See, the thing with twins is really interesting. I've never referred to them as the twins. I have always encouraged them to be independent of each other. I fought for them to be in separate classes yeah, at primary school. I literally yeah. had to sit with the head, the head teacher. She was like, this is something we do. I was like... I need you to do this. She eventually did. Um, because I didn't want them to be compared every step of the, wow. of the way. And that, you know, that was probably, well, it was conscious at the time, but interesting now where their life is so much about comparison. I was so, I was like, I don't want them to be compared. compared. To one you know? And, and they're I don't very want, different though, aren't they? Oh my God, literally. They are very Apart different Apart from kids. being born on the same day, there are no similarities. They, they didn't really look alike. No, no. One's much, one's tall, one's little. Yeah. Um, Personality-wise, completely and different. And do they compare themselves against each other? Um, I mean, my kids do that all the time and there's two and a half years difference. They, no, funnily enough, no. They don't, there's not, an, there's not like a, an immediate comparison between them. Um, what about but, competition? So, Do they compete? They compete over friends. Oh, that's interesting. So, not over you. They all they all compete for my attention. That's including Lenny. Uh, but then she does have. Lenny's her little one. She. Oh, that. Mm, God, how can I say this? So they. They're all they're all quite competitive over various things, um, but there's always a clear winner. <laughs> oh God, I don't even know if I want to ask. I, I that know. Is. I know. Well, they just tell me it's you. It's always me. <laughs> yeah. I'm the winner. Hey. Hey. Um, yeah. See, here's the thing, right? As a 42 year old woman. I don't think I'm particularly competitive. I don't think competing with other people is something that I struggle with. Comparing myself to other people is definitely something I can fall into if I'm not careful and it's something I have to be aware of that it's around. Um, well, so, and I think you have to remove... Yeah, those obstacles. Those obstacles, So yes. we, we were saying before we jumped on here about social media and there'll be certain accounts that I was saying there's a certain account that makes me, I don't know, for some reason, every time I look at this person's account, I feel bad and I'm comparing myself against them all the time. And then Gail just basically said, oh my God, unfollow them, unfollow them immediately. 
um, because you had a similar experience, which you did. Yes. Uh, I was just getting the hump, and it was so out of character for me. It's just not in my nature to that's, feel like that's that. That's what you said. You said, I don't follow anyone that gives me the hump. Yes. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. And I thought, oh, my God, this person really gives me the hump. Yeah. And it, honestly, it was, it was the best thing I did. I, like, just gone. So, again, you're pointing to your boundaries. Yeah. They're really, really firmly in place. So you, it's like you don't let the negativity in anymore. And whether that comes in the form of notifications or comes in the form of these social media accounts popping up on your newsfeed or saying no to your children. Yeah, I have done everything, conscious or subconscious, to eliminate any negativity in my life. So whether I, so someone I was I was at work the other day and someone has a news thing that popped up and it was about you know the, the just the tragedy in New Zealand, but that popped up on her phone at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's a really bad start to your day. Yeah, well, it was a bad start. To I mean, it's there, horrific. It? You know, there's no question that nobody wants to ever hear any news like that. But I don't get that information at seven o'clock and I'll you know I'll you get, protected yourself from it I get up get ready take my kids or have breakfast take my kids to school start my day and if you day. want to go on Twitter you are choosing yes. to bring that information into your space I'll either put the radio on and at that point I'll hear it yep. or I might listen to a podcast in yes. which case I won't hear it yeah. until that's finished and then I might do something else but the fact that 7am that was on her phone yeah that's in her conscience that's going to ruin your day yeah. already so yeah I eliminate any negativity whether it's a person whether it's newsfeed whether it's notification you know so can on. I tell you something that <laughs> happened to me yesterday which is the weirdest thing so I train a lot in the gym and I um I walked into my gym that I've been a member of for about four years and I looked around and I thought I hate this place <laughs> it all of a sudden dawned on me that this place brings me no joy. I go because I, it's near my house and it's convenient and I obviously like to train. Well, it was bad energy. It was bad energy. Yeah, Thank get rid. You. So do you know what I did? I was in the middle of a leg workout and if anyone <laughs> knows me, they know that I love my leg workouts, um, which is not a very interesting fact to know about me. So you might not have known that. But anyway, I, I got up I walked downstairs, I went to the receptionist, I said, I need to cancel my membership. And he thought I was absolutely <laughs> just raving mad because he sees me there every day. And he, so anyway, I, can't, I basically just cancelled it because I suddenly, it suddenly dawned on me that I don't like training there. And yet it's something that I have been taking part in every day. But I bet you felt liberated. I cannot tell you how empowered I feel. And then someone said to me, well, what are you going to do for a gym? I was like, I don't know. And I don't care. And I don't care yeah. because what I was in the presence of was bringing more joy into my life, I feel yeah. like Marie Kondo. But I, and I totally buy into that whole concept of just keeping the comparison out, not that the gym was a comparison, but it was a place that I felt very dreary about. It wasn't bringing a good energy in, so I removed it. So what I'm saying is I totally agree with you in terms of removing any toxicity or anything negative. It's so, so imperative for self-care. Oh, my 100%. Get rid. Get rid. Gone. So, so we've covered social media and we've covered um, work a bit. I am curious to know if you find that, because women are women, and like the story that you were telling us at the beginning of, you know, maybe women don't feel 
as good about themselves as they can. Do you find that across the board? Because you obviously see all different women from all different walks of life, you know, some A-list celebrities and mums at the school gate and all in between. So do you find that that is a common theme? Absolutely. Let me tell you, every single person I have come across, whether it's a celebrity or a personal shopping client, they are full of hang-ups, number one. They are, you know, there was a celebrity I worked with for six months. She was launching a, a solo career as a singer and she, she hated her feet. Which feet? Her feet. And I was like, that's really bizarre. She had, had nothing wrong with her feet, but that was her hang-up. Yeah. And then I might take someone out for shopping, out personal shopping, and, you know, lots of people just kind of, they've got like a mum-tum, you know, and that... So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're an A-list celebrity yep. or a mum at the school gates. Every single person really has important. a hang-up. Can I tell you what someone said to me the other day? This beautiful woman, and I've done her hair for years and years and years, and I was blow-drying her hair for her. And she said to me, I swear to God she said this to me, that I'm not lying in any way. She tucked, she's beautiful, by the way. Obviously, she doesn't think so. She tucked her hair behind her ears, and she said, my ears look massive, but I know that I have small ears, and yet they're huge. And I just looked at her and we both burst out laughing. And I said to her, do you understand what you've just said? She said, no, but it's true. I said, how can it be true? If you know categorically you've got small ears and yet they look massive, where is the truth in that? Yeah. And it's just what we see in the mirror It is ultimately, it's so self-destructive because her ears are her ears. They look yeah. like normal size ears. Yeah. They're not small, they're not big, just ears. <laughs> Most ears look the same, yeah. don't they? But she's comparing her ears to someone else's ears. Well, she's comparing her ears to how they looked yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, they don't look any different. But that's her hang-up. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, for some people, it's the size of their boobs. It could be their bum. It, as I said, it could be their feet, arms, you know, lots of women, you know, and, and not necessarily sort of 60, 70. We're talking about young women that should feel great about themselves. And then they'll probably... Because I remember when my mum turned... It was six, I think when she turned 16, we made her one of those, you know, those lovely books with all photos in. And she looked back at pictures of herself when we were first born and stuff like that. So maybe like 30, 40 years ago. And she said, oh my God, why have I been driving myself mad all my life? Look at me, I looked amazing. I was like, and it really hit home. And I was a young mum then and I just had my baby. And, and I thought I'd love to be able to, I mean, I haven't, by the way, I haven't managed to get myself past that because I still get very much caught up in I do I still get very much caught up in this whole body image body positivity thing well it's so in your face that's the problem it's everywhere yeah literally and it is thrown at us and that's the that's it the is, issue it's, it's I have with the, with the kids yeah that is that you know they cannot get away from images you know and they for them they think that the way that say someone that's come out of Love Island looks or um, oh, what's that other programme we just we don't really watch any reality TV but you know I know that my kids are all talking about it at school so they think that that's how you should look they should look a certain way and they so so they're of, comparing themselves to people that are in Love Island yes which is not reality it's not reality but they call but it reality reality TV and how it. ironic is that you know but they so two years ago they asked me uh, which I was kind of proud that they'd come and actually asked rather than gone behind my back they said can we watch love island they were 12 i was like absolutely no way 
I mean, they, my, they my were distraught. My would have watched it if I did that. They were distraught. They were like, all our friends were watching it. I was like, I'm sorry, I think it's completely and utterly inappropriate. inappropriate. They were having sex on TV. Yes. You're not emotionally mature enough to, to realise what's going on. I don't think I, I don't. am. <laughs> <laughs> because I totally get caught up in the whole Love Island. I mean, I'm a, I get obsessed about Love Island. And I totally get, like, staring at them in their bikinis. And I'm totally aware that these are 19, 20, 21-year-old girls. But also, why does everyone on the show look fabulous in a bikini? But And also, why can't you be a size 14 in a bikini on, a, on Love Island? Fabulous. And still look fabulous. Yes. Why are you only casting skinny girls? That's not the real world. So my girls are looking at that going, oh, that's obviously how I need to look in yeah. order to get a man, and in order behave. to be on TV and, and behave. I mean, the behaviour is shocking. I mean, I sound like a right prude, but <laughs> literally I'm like, you know, so my so husband and I but... sat down and we were like, okay, what's the big fuss? Because I spoke to some of the mums of my friends and they were like, let them watch it. I was like, no, I'm not letting them watch it. So my husband, we sat, we were like, let's just see what the fuss is about and Literally watched 20 minutes and I, my decision, stood, stood, I was like, there's no way I'm watching it. I'm letting them watch it. I was, I was just, I was horrified. Good for you. Again, horrified. boundaries. Yes. The boundaries are so in place. It's so impressive. Yes. But the, I must just tell you something funny. So after, so that was two years ago. And then, hello, I think it was hello, or it might have been a lingerie brand, booked me to do a shoot with the winner of Love Island and honestly I told my daughters thinking um I you know so they put me on this job and they told me who it was and I had to I was just about to google her and I went oh Sienna do you know who um Amber Davies is literally it was like for us it would be like doing a shoot with like Barbara Streisand or something you know <laughs> honestly she oh was my God. so firstly so I'm so excited. mortified <laughs> But your point of reference for my generation is, which I love Barbara Streisand, well, I'm just... going to see her in the summer at Hyde Park and I can't wait, but really? <laughs> okay, that was probably a little bit extreme, but the oh, minute I said I've been booked to do a shoot with the winner of Love Island, she, not Madonna. only did she want the Madonna, there you go. That's okay. much edgier. Yes, God, I sound like them. Oh my God. <laughs> Can we rewind that bit? Can I change? <laughs> <That's just> amazing. <laughs> it's on. only because she's been in the news recently. And, you know, she's got a concert coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not only did she know who the winner was, she wanted to take the day off school. She was beyond. So even though I'd said, no, you cannot watch it, she knew exactly. Oh, she'd been sneaking. So basically there was no hiding from it. No. It was just in she her face. She knew who she was. She was like, you know. And, and this is a girl that was having sex on TV. Yeah. With her parents and her grandparents watching, probably. Yeah. And that's what... And then all of these young girls are now looking at her as a role model. Yes. Like, I don't know what Horrified. she's up to now. I, I really don't know. She could be, I don't know, creating world peace. And let's hope she is. But I don't know. Well, maybe she's going to save Brexit. Who knows? Who knows? But the point but is, it was... is that I don't want my kids looking up to these girls who have been on Love Island and they're famous for having sex in a house full of 20 people on mm, TV. Absolutely. And my kids admiring them for it. Yeah, and thinking that that's how to behave and that's how to get respect and, you know, all of those things. And compare, you know, comparing and, yeah. themselves. At 14. To that. Yeah. So, okay. So, to round this up, what would your final words of wisdom be on the whole compete and compare thing? 
think as a parent, you have to, aside from having a good sense of humour, you have to... You <laughs> and, have and gin. To, <laughs> lots of gin. You have to teach your kids that there needs to be boundaries in place, which is what has gone through this whole conversation. And, yeah. um, and to have those boundaries with yourself. Yes, and respect you know if you don't have respect for yourself how can you ever expect anyone else to have respect for you and that goes across the board and not just a message to the children but that goes across the board to everybody absolutely you absolutely believe in yourself trust yourself respect yourself and really love yourself which is, you know, this is ultimately the crux of why I'm so passionate about the work that I do, that you don't then have to compare yourself to anybody. Well, I think, I mean, yes, I completely, 100% agree. And there's just one more thing that I wanted to say, and that's when we were growing up and we we wanted an answer to something or, you know, we wanted to know what was going on. We went to our parents mm. and we would ask a question and their reply, their answer would come from a place of love. It would come from a place of trust protection, and protection. Massive thing, protection. Their answer would ultimately be what they wanted us to hear at whatever age we were. What I find with my kids is that they might not necessarily ask me. They will Google something. They will ask their peers. They will go onto their phone. They will put something in and they will get a whole load of information thrown at them. The answer will not come from a place of love. It will not be in any way to protect them whatsoever. And I think that is a massive problem that we're having. We've got, you have got to teach your kids that communication with you is the most important thing. Thank you. I love that. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. I'm really, really flattered that you did because oh, I know been... you're a busy lady, especially in the middle of the voice. It's been lovely. Thanks. So there we go. Mine and Gail's version of Compare and Compete. I hope that resonated with you in some small way. How cool is Gail? I could speak to Gail forever. Um, if you want to keep updated with more upcoming episodes of Femaling, please go and visit me over at Instagram, Nicole Goodman underscore life coach. And please feel free to hit that subscribe button and leave a comment. That will really help me out, really help build uh, Femaling. And then I can keep these episodes coming to you week after week after week. As always, thank you so much for your time and for investing 45 minutes of your precious sacred time into femaling. And I look forward to speaking with you all next week.